You are listening to the San Antonio Zen Center Dharma Talks. The San Antonio Zen Center is supported solely by donation, so that everyone can participate in our offerings and programs, regardless of income. If you are able, please consider making a donation to SAZC through the donation button on our site, sanantoniozen.org, or by visiting paypal.me slash sanantoniozen. Thank you for your practice and enjoy the talk. This morning is on um, spiritual bypassing, and um, when I read the material of the book the first time, it, it really um, resonated with me too very well <laughs> several years ago. And, and um, spiritual bypassing actually was. Um, originated by John Wellwood, who was a <clears throat> psychologist back in 1984. And my material has primarily come from um, Robert um, Mas Augustus Masters, who's a um, psychotherapist and trainer of psychotherapists. And he's, he's recommended, I've heard not only on the back, but I've heard from um, several people who have have highly recommended and the materials is just as far as I'm concerned excellent. Spiritual bypassing is the use of spiritual practices and beliefs to avoid dealing with our painful feelings and unresolved issues. Aspects of spiritual bypassing include being overly positive, emotional numbing and repression, blind compassion, weak boundaries, anger phobia, debilitating judgment, and delusions of having arrived at a higher level of consciousness. And um, I can give you a very, very... Um, obvious example in my life of um, emotional numbing and repression in that um, oh, it's, it's been probably six years ago when um, my husband was um, I've been in <clears throat> recovery for quite a while and it was probably about 14 years when I had been recovering and my husband um, his um, alcoholism had started to really progress and um, so in the evening when he would come home and I wouldn't know exactly what was going to happen um, usually as time went on it became worse I I um, just remembered the sense of just numbness within me you know I just I felt numb and what I would do is I would go up in the upstairs bedroom on my meditation mat <clears throat> and I would just um, not want to sit with that 
numbness. I didn't want to go into that pain. And so I would just try and go to an elevated state and sit there in this sense of peace. And of course, I'd done that for several months, and um, however, for the alternative for me was not good either. So, you know, I may have spiritually bypassed, but I didn't do um, anything like um, pick up the drink or so. I look at it as as, um, one good thing I did. However, um, that's exactly what I did. And so I, um, <clears throat> we moved to um, San Antonio to a smaller house, and the day after we moved, um, I had to put, my husband had to go to treatment, and so <laughs> things were a little, um, you know, I just had details I had to take care of, details, details, details. And, and of course, um, within me was this, lodge this unresolved fear of fear of, of a lot of things in this whole thing and um, the end of January I was scheduled to go on a 10-day silent retreat which I had gone to many times at St. Benedict's Monastery in Snowmass, Colorado and I this was actually my ninth year and so I went to the retreat and um, the walls came tumbling down, you know. Um, one thing I have learned in in silence and a retreat is um, you really don't know what's going to happen. And boy, did it happen for me. I just, um, it was a very, very difficult. I went through about three days where I just completely unloaded and, and um, did a lot of, of crying. And did a lot of wanting to um, escape. I, wa- I didn't want to be there because I didn't want to sit with this off with this pain. And I did. You know, I knew I couldn't leave, and I had to 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 sit with it and face it and feel it. And um, I also had an opportunity to talk to one of the monks about it, and, and that, of course, was very helpful. But my experience with this is that um, if you don't face it, it's going to come and face you one time or another. And um, so that was a, a, and of course, as a result of that, I really feel sitting with it all the way through, I did leave with with a sense of of, um, a lot of freedom from that, you know, that, that didn't have that hold on me as, as well, I didn't even realize it had actually, um, but I just, I had a sense of um, freedom. And true spirituality, of course, is not, it's not a high, it's not a rush, and it's not really an altered state. Um, it calls for us to be accountable, to be more grounded, and to be responsible. And when we're engaged in spiritual bypassing, um, we want the light, but we don't want the heat. The heat being all of that pain that that is lodged um, within us. 
And real spirituality is becoming intimate with that shadow side and whatever is there. And of course, just being with whatever arises. The trappings of spiritual bypassing, you know, can look really attractive. You know, they, it, they can, um, it appears to promise freedom for you. And especially if you have a virtue of always wanting to be up, um, you think you want to be spiritual. So that's going to be, um, it'll be a, a trap for you. And the common sides of um, spiritual bypassing is a lack of any grounding in the body experience that kind of keeps us, um, keeps a person kind of basically, you know, afloat. You know, I, as I share all this, believe me, I can relate to it because I, I, have, I have done it. And there's an overdone niceness, you know, it's like you don't want to be, you want to be nice to everyone, you want this, um, it's really a superficial front of just, um, again, everything's real positive and not dealing with negativity and, um, and, you know, it really distances us from really who we are, our real authentic self. And people who, um, a lot of people who come into spirituality or um, even start a meditation practice, um, you might hear things like, um, you know, I should be more loving, I should not show anger, and so not fleeing those, any of those um, dark emotions. And also, you know, dividing things between non-spiritual and spiritual and negative and positive, higher and lower. And, and, you know, all that stuff runs wild in all of us, but we have to realize um, that these approaches may have some value, but they will never uh, prevent, there will never be immunity to suffering never be immunity. Signs of spiritual bypassing are oversimplifying, minimizing superficiality, or outright denying our shadow side. Um, you know, the, the author is just very big on um, seeking um, help from a psychotherapist because a lot of this stuff we can't do alone. And that has also been my experience. I remember going to a um, therapist um, how many years ago and sharing something that, something very uh, tragic that happened in my life and he had tears. I didn't have tears. You know, I just kind of minimized it went through it, and had to move on with life. Well, there again, I got to really, he sat with me with this 
watch me through it. In fact, my homework was to sit with this. And that was, that was, it was very painful, but that was something I really needed to look at because I, I've always been minimized anything like that and just, oh, go onward with my life, you know? And somebody who is in spiritual bypassing might say to someone who's suffering, you know, these kind of these delivering these one-liners like, oh, it's all an illusion, including your suffering, or it's just your ego, um, you know, and um, that's not that's not very helpful, by the way. <sighs> Uh, when transcendence of our personal history takes precedent over intimacy with it, spiritual bypassing is, is going to be inevitable. And of course, you know, in this day and age when we've got all these, um, you know, we've got like the secret you know, positive thinking and changing your thinking. And, and, um, and I've listened to several spiritual bypassers teachers I have. And, and I have also, um, you know, tried some of those. So they're definitely out there. There's no question about it. No question about it. And, of course, there's not, there isn't just unhealthy um, transcendence, of course. It, there's also unhealthy, there's both, there's healthy and unhealthy transcendence. The healthy transcendence, being able to embrace that, that, that pain, being able to become intimate with it, to just meet it, meet it with, um, with um, compassion, which of course, when you're in it, when you're in it, is oftentimes my experience it is not such an easy task. <laughs> so spiritual bypassing is like staying up here on the fifth floor, you know, where the fifth level, without passing through two, three, and four, where that's where all the shadow material it is, is. And it's only when we're able to get through the denial of that, that we're able to, um, to face it. And if, and this has been my experience as well, the heart, it does break. You know, it feels sometimes at the, the heart is breaking, but it's really such a good thing because the, the heart is not going to shatter. It breaks open, you know, and it breaks open for us to, to face our vulnerability and our authenticity. And the author says, be crucial to see what spiritual practices we have that tranquilize rather than illuminate or awaken us. 
you know. Um, I think we all need to just really take a good look. Also, there are only emotions. You know, we categorize everything as positive, negative, or, you know, we may say a good emotion, a bad emotion, and um, take um, anger, for instance. Um, you know, if anger is filtered through a, a very dark, twisted lens, of course it's going to become very twisted, hostile, and mean-spirited, and, and that anger has been handled in a very negative way. However, there is anger that can be used in a positive way. You know, somebody who is, say, angry about losing their job, well, that anger inside may give them kind of the incentive to move on to, um, to find another job. So anger is, again, it's, it's how it's used. And, and the author has a lot about anger and, of course, um, hatred. And, and again, um, we can't do this ourselves. We need, we need help. We oftentimes need the help of a professional to get through a lot of this stuff, these deep-seated wounds that we have. Perhaps our most contracted emotion is fear. And we, we look at it as kind of a negative thing as it pulls us. And I know this one very, fear is a very um, familiar to me. That's kind of where I go, is, is fear, that downward pull. Um, and it's interesting how, you know, I used alcohol for many years as my, to be able to not deal with, with um, any sort of pain. And then there were times, not always I learned that um, meditation, I mean, meditation has taught me a lot of things too, as, as um, spiritual bypassing as well as, well as really... Being with, being with my pain. And as I sat in the doctor's office on Tuesday, I, um, I, I started to experience a, in my, that pull, a downward pull of, of, of fear. And it was interesting just being immersed in this material. I just said, okay, I just kind of, Met it, you know, looked at it, started to really just breathe into it and had more of, tried to have more of a friendly attitude toward it. You know, it was a very different experience for me, by the way. And I sat with it for about five minutes that um, by the time I had to go in, I was, um, a lot of that had a lot of that that feeling in my in my body had had diminished, and it was it wasn't that I was trying to get rid of it. It was 
that I was I was just being with what was coming up for me. And as we um, we feel the body sensations as we are in fear, we stay present to that energy um, and we allow ourselves to feel that um, fear. You know, it's not going to have that so much that grip on us if we can just be very aware of it and and really kind of befriend it. Now we know compassion is very necessary in our life, um, but there's also, in spiritual bypassing, blind compassion. And that is an exaggeration, being very overly tolerant of things and indiscriminately attempting at caring when in reality it's just kind of a superficial um, caring. And somebody who um, does this may say, oh, we're all doing the best we can, right? <laughs> I've said the same thing sometimes. <laughs> and, and when it in itself is not so bad, however, um, you may be doing a great disservice for um, someone by not... Um, allowing them to be accountable for maybe somebody has insulted you, okay? And um, that that's not you're, not, you're not helping them nor are you helping yourself by allowing yourself to just let it go. And somebody in blind compassion is going to have very weak boundaries. Um, there is not a strong sense of no, which at times is necessary. That that's just um, that kind of goes with with the territory, and also the yes, any sort of yes is a, is kind of is very weak. Boundaries are very weak for somebody who's in in um, blind compassion. And also, you know, we there's so much emphasis now about um, not judging others. You don't judge. Well, the author says, the mind judges. Our minds judge. That's just kind of what they do, you know? It's, of course, what we do with those judgments. And if they are not hostile, condescending, if we strip away all of that, we might find something that's a real valuable insight in that. I mean, I, I have been aware of that myself, where, okay, my judging is, 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 yes, I have to take a look, it's my stuff. But there are times where it's necessary to stand up and maybe say to somebody, stop. And that stop may also have a sense within yourself of a lot of, based on a lot of compassion. You know, it passed a boundary. 
Blind compassion can also be used for, say, um, someone who's been abused by their parents. And they may also say, oh, but I don't want to hurt them. You know, they still have the pain that they're holding within them. Or they may say, yes, they did the best they could. But of course, those, and that is not wanting to ruffle the feathers, make everything look good, whereas the reality is that that, that pain, that pain of abuse is sitting there um, within that person. And oftentimes, blind compassion frames, um, frames us as victims as well. As we're able to shed all those blinders and um, go through this process, we are able, we, we enter another, another level, another realm of, of love. Another um, way of um, using uh, spiritual bypassing is by magical thinking. Seeing causality and, and coincidence is like everything is, you know, you're driving along and you're in a hurry and, oh, I want the light to turn green. And it's like, ah, oh, the light turned green. It's almost as if it's, oh, it's because of, um, I thought positive enough. It, I mean, Things like this can happen to to everyone, you know. This this magical thinking or um, or superstitious thinking. How um, I know myself. I do this thing about when I get on a plane, I have to touch the plane before I go in there. It's kind of like okay. <laughs> we're going to get there safely kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I have, the, the, the thing is, I have to do it each time. You know, it's like just, uh, well, you know, the, <laughs> and I might do it the next time, but I think I'll have increased awareness the next time that I do it. Because, you know, the, the thing is, this is, it's also, um, it's almost um, very, um, ego-oriented, because, you know, like, this is all about just me, you know, I just, um, just have to, or, you know, I used to, Friday the 13th, I'm not, I hung to that for quite a while, you know, until one realized, day I realized, hey, a minute, who cares if Friday the 13th, you know, it's just another day, but those are the superstitions sometimes that we carry with us, or we're going to wear, um, a certain, blouse or shirt because last time that bought me a really good luck at a job so I'm going to wear it again kind of thing you know that's also kind of um, of magical thinking that, that a lot of us use and of course somebody involved in that will say everything happens for a reason well you know I think we need to look at that a little, a little more depth.
Oh, well, I am getting over, and I guess um, what I'd like to say just at the end is, so um, the mantra for spiritual uh, bypassing is, is, and I thought, of, I think the Jefferson Airplane saying it, up, up and away. <laughs> I thought of that one. And, um, but, of course, for um, healthy transcendence, it's about going beyond all, excluding none. So, that's all I have. Does anyone have any comments?